Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 27th day of November. Welcome, everybody. What a joy. It is and an honor to be here reading the Word of God for us individually, collectively. And we do this in community. And what a beautiful community that it is. We're starting a brand new book of the Bible today. We'll be reading 1 Thessalonians chapters 1 through 5. And yesterday we started a brand new week, which means a brand new translation, and we will continue with that translation in the New International Version. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, and God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by your faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that He has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. You know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. We had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi, as you know, but with the help of our God we dared to tell you his gospel in the face of strong opposition. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God, who tests our hearts. You know we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else. Even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. 
For you, brothers and sisters, became imitators of God's churches in Judea, which are in Christ Jesus. You suffered from your own people the same things those churches suffered from the Jews who killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and also drove us out. They displease God and are hostile to everyone in their effort to keep us from speaking to the Gentiles so that they may be saved. In this way, they always heap up their sins to the limit. The wrath of God has come upon them at last. But brothers and sisters, when we were orphaned by being separated from you for a short time, in person, not in thought, out of our intense longing we made every effort to see you. For we wanted to come to you, certainly I, Paul, did, again and again, but Satan blocked our way. For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. So when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy, who is our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith, so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. For you know quite well that we are destined for them. In fact, when we were there with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted, and it turned out that way, as you well know. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you and that our labors might have been in vain. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are living. Now we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passion, lust, like the pagans who do not know God, and that in this matter no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins as we told you and warned you before. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being but God, the very God who gives you His Holy Spirit. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other, and in fact, you do so love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more, 
and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. 2 Thessalonians chapters 1-3 through three. Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the Church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. All this evidence that God's judgment is right, and as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you believed our testimony to you. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and that by his power he may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed prompted by faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by the teaching allegedly from us, whether by a prophecy or by word of mouth or by letter, asserting that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things, and now you know what is holding him back so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, Pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you. And pray 
that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith. But the Lord is faithful, and He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy. They are busybodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Take special note of anyone who does not obey our instruction in this letter. Do not associate with them in order that they may feel ashamed. Yet do not regard them as an enemy, but warn them as you would a fellow believer. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand, which is the distinguishing mark in all my letters. This is how I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. So we took on First and Second Thessalonians today and finished uh, both chapters. I did fail to see that at the beginning of the reading, so I'm glad that we got that in at the end. So just a bit of clarification as we read these two letters, Corinth from Paul. When we read letters such as these, we have to once again remember that these were specific writings for a specific time to a specific people. And it's real easy to pull some great one-liners out of these two letters and teach from them. But it's so good to know the whole context of the passage so that we're just not grabbing lines and making it fit a narrative uh, that we want to reiterate. And these two letters, they were sent back as clarification to Paul's teachings the gospel, the good news of Jesus is being preached, taught for the first time in many of these places. And to teach something so profound that also comes with a great deal of controversy that this news is for everyone. Well, maybe you can imagine that things probably got lost in translation and then things are either spoke back or delivered down the line incorrectly with needing some clarification. Think of uh, the old game of telephone where you have a group of people in a line and one person whispers in the ear of the next person something and it continuously gets whispered down the line till the last person says it out loud. And it is usually so far off base from the original statement um, that it makes for a good laugh. 
So imagine phrases such as day of the Lord and like a thief in the night to just really confuse new converts and new converts that are about to experience persecution. So not only are they needing to stay alive, but Paul is also clarifying some miscommunications and misunderstandings of these brand new concepts being introduced. Here's just a little personal uh, perspective thrown in there. As a little girl, I grew up in a time where the second coming of Christ was often spoken of with much fear thrown in. I remember a particular conversation where two adults were speaking as if it was going to happen at any moment, and they were so sure of it. Uh, that I looked up and said, then what in the world are we doing? If Jesus is coming back, and by the sound of things, it's like tomorrow, <laughs> why, are we, why are we wasting any time doing anything? And the response was, because the Bible says to work until he comes. This was true of the people as well, in the context of which we are reading. They too believed in the immediate return of Christ. And that's not such a bad way to live. <laughs> Be kind to one another, forgive each other, repent, and never tire of doing what is good. I loved uh, that passage in chapter 3 in Second Thessalonians, verse 13. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Maybe that could be our prayer for today. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for meeting us here. We thank you for this time together. I pray that we would never tire of doing what is good, doing what is right. As we hear these letters from Paul to the early churches, it is such a profound theme of endurance. Keep going. Don't stop do not lose hope. And so I pray that that is where our hearts and our focus would be today. Thank you for this time together. We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that's home base. Check it out if you have not. That's the website. It's also the free app that you can download if you if not, if you would like to partner with us, we thank you so much for each and every partnership. We could not do this without you, and we are so grateful that we do not have to. If you are giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996 Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174, or if you are giving uh, by your mobile app, hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner of that. And lastly, look for the Give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that has previously called in several different ways for you to do so, 800-583-2164. Or once again, utilizing that mobile device, hit the red circle button. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit submit, turn the wheel to chronological, and it will get to the right place. That is going to do it for me today. I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow. And I look forward to it. Until then, love one another. 
Hi, DABC. This is Cynthia from Texas. Um, I wanted to call and give y'all a few updates. Um, so my brother, William, that y'all were praying for, who um, had the concussion when he was 15 and has been sick for 12 years, um, he um, has a little bit more energy, but he feels like he is overdoing that by going to a Bible study every week. Um, he really wants to go to this Bible study. It's really life-giving to him. Um, and it's basically his only social outlet. Um, so would y'all be praying uh, for him um, to have enough energy for that? Um, my mom had her surgery, her knee surgery, and it went well. There's like a three to four month recovery time. So she's still recovering. Um, so y'all, y'all's continued prayers would be very much appreciated. Um, I also wanted to ask for prayer for me. So I am 35 weeks pregnant and, um, I'm going to be giving birth probably around 38 weeks because that's what I did last time. Um, so really soon, um, last birth was very traumatic and very long. And it took me six months, um, to be able to talk about my birth without bursting into tears. <laughs> Um, so, um, I've had a lot of healing since then. Um, but these births are also very close together. The other one was just, um, 14 and a half months ago. Um, so anyway, would y'all pray that I would be ready for this birth physically, emotionally, that it would go faster and easier, that I wouldn't tear. And, um, yeah, just that that God would help me through it um, and I'd be emotionally in a good place the whole time. Um, thank you all so much. God bless. Hey, DABC. It's Refined by the Fire in Ohio. I was listening and uh, praying along um, and rejoicing. There's so many uh, awesome things that have been happening. And I just thought I would update you. My friend, Jen, um, they re-diagnosed her um, with a type of cancer that has a one to two year um, life expectancy. And obviously the family's taking that really hard. Um, but the Mayo Clinic has put her on a trial uh, with a new medication. And after two weeks, her um, areas on her lungs has reduced by 50%. So I know that's not just the medication, that's also the prayer. So I want to thank you all for praying for her. And then can you just be praying for my dad? Um, we are going to deliver the blankets to his nursing home on December 1st. And I'm just praying that he would have a day of clarity to be able to participate in that um, and to be able to, to understand what's going on. He was always such a generous um, and giving heart. And I would just love for him to be able to participate in giving his friends at this facility their own blankets. Um, so I super appreciate it. I love all you guys and I will check in soon. Hi, DABC family. This is one beloved daughter again. I really hope that the Lord God would have this go through if uh, it's meant to be. This is for Grace who I hear how broken her heart is having this toxic marriage. And Grace, I have no idea what the Lord would have me say to you. I don't know what his will is, if 
that you're in a marriage that's like that. I was in a very abusive relationship with a boyfriend many years ago, and I left, and I went back home and lived with my parents after that. So being in a marriage, I really don't know. I'm sure he doesn't want you to be in a relationship, no matter what kind it is, and be treated like that. But I don't want to tell you, leave, stay, get divorced, whatever, because I don't know what his plan is. But anyway, I don't know if you're supposed to leave for a while and get separated, you know, just live apart. I don't know. But all I know is I really want you to know that my heart is breaking for you. I want you to know that I'm thinking of you, I'm praying for you, I'm hugging you, holding you from this side of the phone, and I am just praying very hard for you. So, Lord, please give grace your wisdom, your peace, your comfort, your protection. Um, Provide for all her needs financially, everything, a place to go if she needs to leave. I mean, just every kind of wisdom. Help her to be still, listen, and hear you. Um, You know, let the husband, like, see uh, how she is different and sees the Lord in her and maybe... You know, use, and so hopefully that'll be used to change his heart because he needs you so much too, Lord. So thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.